The funny thing is, I don't know if any of that is going to be anywhere. <laughs> um, well, it's in our heads now. It is. It sure yeah, is. Yeah, we can't get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I already did 10 Seconds of Silence, so this is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. For a second, I thought I said Pacific. Um, you can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. You can also follow us on Letterboxd at Obsessive Viewer, Obsessive Tiny, and at I am Mike White. And finally, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. And speaking of Patreon supporters, Ben Sears is here with us today. He is our guest. Um, I don't know why I said that like a question. Um, How's it going, Ben? Pretty good. Good. How's it going? Good. Good. How did you feel about the Patreon stuff that we just recorded? Wonderful. Nice. Everyone should check it out. Yes. It's worth the investment. Yes. We didn't even have to bring the gun out this time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. He's actually paying us. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So, well, thank you once again for coming on the show, Ben, and also for all of your work on the website. Um, you have been contributing since October? Uh, sure. That sounds about right. August? At a certain September, point, September, yeah. I think, okay. maybe August. Yeah. Do you remember the twenty-first night of September? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Earth, wind, okay. fire. Anyway, I'm just um, not gonna respond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay. Hey, now we're all stars. So anyway, okay. <sighs> Today on the podcast, we're going to do. A uh, an Adam Driver double feature. We're gonna have a double driver and feature. I can't do a pun on his name. It you sucks. could say this is the month of Driver Sember. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is Adam Driver's uh, year and his month really because he just had the report. And Marriage Story, and he has some movie coming out next week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, but today we're going to be talking about The Report and Marriage Story. Um, spoiler for our review, one of those movies is a very big frontrunner for my movie of the year, and the other one is a movie I don't even really remember all that well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway... Uh, what's up? Any any new business or anything we need to go over? There's a couple news things I can bring up, but how do you guys feel? Pretty good. I was just I forgot that the Golden Globe nominations came out. I forgot about they that. They sure did. I was yeah. perusing that. There's just some goofball, yeah, stuff in there. You know, it's uh, the the Golden Globes 
are kind of known for that, but yeah, I think it's not nearly as bad as it has in years past. Sure, know? yeah, I agree. Um, there's like, no like the tourist. That's the one I was gonna the tourist, reference yeah. as like a musical or comedy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think did they did they nominate the farewell as a musical or comedy? Um, that sounds right. I want to say they did, and like I think Aquafina might have even been. She nominated. got nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Piss. Uh, I'm looking right here. Which I'm musical or comedy supportive of. No, the farewell did not get nominated for best picture musical or comedy did, oh, okay. did not okay huh interesting but there are some people was it nominated for drama because what i was getting at was i i didn't feel like the farewell was a comedy no it's nominated for neither you okay. didn't think the farewell was a comedy not at its most not not in terms of like its focal genre like i kind of felt like i mean it's a movie about a woman going back to uh, to her homeland and being having that kind of crisis of uh, consciousness and like her family not telling her grandmother about <laughs> her impending death. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think you could make an argument for a comedy. Sure. There's, there's certainly some funny parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I probably should see it again, honestly. Same here. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig's nominated for Knives Out. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Nice. But uh, that's the only acting nomination for Knives Out? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Which I think is ridiculous because that... Oh, I'm sorry. Anna de Armas is also nominated. That's right. Thankfully. That's yeah. Good. So, ah, she was so great in it. She was. Yeah. Can I make a, a bold prediction for the Oscars? <clears throat> okay. I yeah. think that Knives Out will be a Best Picture nominee. Oh, okay. that would be interesting. I don't know how confident I am of that now that the Golden Globes are mm-hmm. out, but... Yeah. I think it, it has a chance. Hmm. Ryan Johnson was not nominated, which is bullshit. Yeah. Well, not for director. I, don't, I haven't gotten to writers yet. Oh, okay. But, but um, anyways, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Noah Baumbach nominated for screenplay. That's nice. good. God, I can't wait to talk about that movie. Um, yeah, in other news, also while we're scanning the nominees and everything, the trailer for Ghostbusters after life came out did you guys watch that i did yeah okay what do you guys think are you guys fans of ghostbusters yeah yeah i mean i like the original uh the second mm-hmm. one's a bit goofy but um mm-hmm. and like you know there was the controversy over the mm-hmm. the remake and stuff and i thought it was fine it was yeah it was a decent movie um mm-hmm. but uh this looks more more in line with the original too mm-hmm. um and some people are just like you know flipping out and they're so excited and i'm just like oh yeah it looks all right i'll see it mm-hmm I'm not. I'm not uh, over the moon about the trailer or anything. Right. Um, but seeing their like their vehicle and stuff was mm-hmm. well, that was pretty cool. Okay, Ben, how about you? I've never seen any of them. Oh, oh really? Interesting. Wow. Okay. Oops. That's did, shocking. Yeah. Did, so, did you watch the trailer though? Yeah. Did it? Did it? I mean, you I well? I know. Obviously, I know enough about like I, I've seen like the end of the original Ghostbusters. I've seen bits and pieces of. I think the second one, uh, whichever one had the painting that was haunted or something. Second one, okay. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of that, mm-hmm. um, but never all the way through. I even actually, I was at the library today and I considered renting the first one, um, but I didn't. So I don't know. I it comes out in what June? 
Um, I want to say April. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I depending on what else is going on that time mm-hmm. of year, that I I might go and see it. I might just wait till it's on DVD. Sure. Hmm. I kind of came to the realization maybe a year or two ago that like Ghostbusters is one of those things that it's a cultural touchstone for a lot of people our age. Yeah. And it's something that I never, I think the first time I watched Ghostbusters from beginning to end was maybe seven, seven or eight years ago, maybe six or seven years ago um, in Evansville at a, like they were screening it in the theater um, and I was watching it with Mike um, and it's fine. Like it's, I, I'm not going to pretend like it's the greatest comedy of all time or anything. It just, I'm so indifferent to that entire franchise. I enjoyed the 2016 one. Um, <clears throat> and I got irritated, but also somewhat humored at the ridiculous backlash over it. Um, yeah. because people are idiots. Um, but yeah, it was in that one was fine. I enjoyed it, but I'm like, I don't, I, couldn't really care much less about the new one. Like I'm just, I'm just indifferent to it. Um, the stuff before, like in the trailer, the stuff before it was a like Ghostbusters movie. I was like, Oh, this is actually like aesthetically. It looks pretty cool, but I'm just like, okay, cool. There's a, a ghost trap. Neat. All right, fine. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, it was, it was, uh, We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. So, uh, anything else in news? Oh, pizza! What did you think of Ghostbusters? I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> it certainly is my cat. She liked the female <laughs> representation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> God, she's so pretty. Anyway, um, yeah. So on Patreon, by the way, we did do a little Patreon exclusive recording where we talked about the rest of the year, movies we're looking forward to, all that stuff. So, yeah, to access the Patreon stuff, go to patreon.com slash viewer and pledge a dollar or more. Um, if you pledge $5, you get access to videos of us talking. So, um, yeah. Uh, so let's get into our reviews. Which one do you guys want to review first? We've got the report and marriage story. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? Let's start with the report. The report? That sounds good. good. Yeah. All right. Um, After 9-11, everyone was scared. Scared it might happen again. It was my second day of grad school. Next day, I changed all my classes to national security. Morning, Dan. Morning, Senator. Have you seen the story today in the New York Times? Evidently, the CIA destroyed tapes of interrogations of Al-Qaeda detainees. I want to find out what was on the tapes and why they were destroyed. No paper. Paper is a way of getting people in trouble at our place. At our place, paper is how we keep track of laws. Last night I found that. Tiny, do you want to hit us with the plot description courtesy of EMDB? I'd be happy to. Idealistic Senate staffer Daniel J. Jones, tasked by his boss to lead an investigation into the CIA's post-9-11 detention and interrogation program, uncovers shocking secrets. Ooh. Uh, The movie is currently available on Amazon Prime. Uh, It's an Amazon Studios release. Uh, Director, Tony? Director is, wait for it, wait for it, Scott Z. Burns. Scott Z. Burns. Did he write Director and writer. And writer, yes. Starring Adam Driver and Annette Bening? Correct. And John Hamm. 
Yes, that's right. right. Yeah, it's got a good cast. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I'll get us uh, kicked off. He's the writer of the new James Bond movie. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. We should have talked about that trailer, yeah, too. Yeah, another trailer that came out. Yep. It looks yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. Oh, it looks good. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, this movie, I'll get us kicked off. We'll do a non-spoiler review. Maybe we won't even do a spoiler review. I don't know. We'll kind of play it by ear, but check the show notes. Um, I didn't really care for this movie at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like it was very dry and it's, it's a very procedure driven, dry kind of recounting of of the report about the enhanced interrogation techniques torture and everything and it kind of goes through the chronology i guess it it does and like in a way that makes it like the way it shows us the chronology spanning years of this report and stuff i'm like okay you've got there's got to be a better way to show this yeah for real um there's literally a timeline yes (laughs) yeah and it's it's just oh it uh it didn't do anything for me. So yeah. um yeah, what did you guys think kind of in broad terms? I would say like to to agree with you, I'd say there there was barely a story here, frankly. Yes. I mean, the story is that the federal government tortured people and mm-hmm. tried to cover it up and stuff like that. That's the story, but the story we got is about a Senate staffer who uncovers that story mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not that interesting, frankly. Um yeah. you know, it, I think if they had gone for a more um, zero dark 30 type angle where it's like, mm. let's sort of see how this play, like the most interesting part was how like some of the psychological justification of the people who perpetrated these acts and how they kind of hashtag science, mm-hmm. like shoehorned hashtag science into this, this theory of enhanced interrogations like that. I found that part interesting uh, and those characters interesting. Uh, but that was a small part of the movie and not really what the movie was about. You know, right. I, it, it was a shame cause I, I was, I was interested in yeah. that story. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I feel like it was just, I mean, if, if it weren't for like the reenactments and stuff of the torture, which is sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it wasn't for that, I probably have fallen asleep Yeah, and just, I mean, otherwise it's people reading documents mm-hmm. and those were hard to watch scenes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's funny you mentioned Zero Dark Thirty because there's literally a scene where someone <laughs> yeah. sees the opening of Zero Dark Thirty and yeah. they talk about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how interesting the movie is. It is <laughs> commenting on other movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben, how do you feel about it overall? Um, I didn't dislike it as much as you guys. I will agree it is very dry, very procedural. It's almost like, um, like an extended news article mm, that yeah. plays out over almost two hours. Um, I mean, there's really no characters. Um, there's uh, Annette Benning as Diane Feinstein. Um, John Hamm is some congressional staffer, I think. He's I Obama's yeah. chief of... I know... Eventually, I think he became Obama's chief of staff, but I don't okay. think he was in this movie. But, like, Adam Driver, he doesn't really get any kind of characterization. Like, yeah. he, yeah. the only thing that you learn about him is that he, like, he works too much to have any relationships or family mm-hmm. or anything. He's basically like, uh, there, like, most movies, like, there's, there's like a scene 
where they spell out like why they're doing this or why they're so committed yeah. to right. this. But this movie doesn't have that. He's basically just like Justice Bot three thousand, and he's just yeah. in this. Yep. <laughs> windowless room for five years and going through millions of pages of documents mm-hmm. and you don't really understand why he dedicates that much time of his life to doing this. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even like showcase it in an in interesting way either. Like there's no, right. uh, like I think of something like um the, the uh, deposition scenes in the social network, like, yeah, David Fincher did an incredible job just showing, like, like making, like, Fincher and Sorkin um, did a great job of showing, like, uh, like, moving up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, making it, making it more entertaining than it has any right to be. And that type of thing was missing entirely from the report. Yeah. Um, he needed a sounding board to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Another character, like a wife or a friend, or and he didn't like, have it. To kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Matt, mm-hmm. like frame it as like the congressional hearings. Frame yeah. it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's really just a chronological. Mm-hmm. And they, they try to do that a little bit in kind of a, um, oh, God, what was the... Oh, Snowden was the name of the movie. Yeah. In kind of a Snowden-esque way. Like, it shows him taking the report and leaving. And it's like, that's the opening scene of the movie. And then that is supposed to give us enough intrigue and interest to follow us through this kind of bland monotony of a story. But it just, it was not intriguing enough or set up well enough to make it um, anything that would catch my attention personally. Yeah. Um, So, Snowden was way better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, it's just a, it's a waste of Adam Driver because he's totally he's well, really I, great. I liked him in this. I just mm-hmm. there just wasn't much behind his character. I mean, he made the most of what he was given, but right, what he was given wasn't all that much. Yeah, um, I agree. And I don't know that much about Diane Feinstein to know if that was like a a solid impression of her. Or, right. I mean, she was believable mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. But, um and I was trying to think of this. I don't know if I've seen Annette Benning in any other movies. So I don't know if I can compare this to any of her other performances. Yeah. She's pretty good. I, I'm a fan. Like she mm. uh, like, you know, American Beauty. Right. Um, oh yeah. Stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Um she was in the uh gosh, that movie a few years ago where she was uh married to um Wow tanking right now uh, she, she was in a lesbian relationship she was married to a, a woman and they had a couple of kids what was that freaking movie called oh uh the kids are all right the kids are that might be it with okay. uh, ruffalo i think uh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah julianne yeah. moore julianne she's married moore. to julianne okay. moore and mark ruffalo yeah she was great in that uh, mm-hmm. um, i think she's a great actress but yeah she was and she got nominated for a golden globe for this yeah oh, uh, i don't I, I don't get that one yeah um even if it was an accurate portrayal mm-hmm. she was just so Blase and mm-hmm. drab, and she was frankly she was politician-y. Um, yeah, you know that's one of the one of the things I kind of liked about the movie uh, with my libertarian sensibilities is that mm-hmm. she was like this career politician who, anytime she had the opportunity to really be edgy, she kind of or you know make waves. She 
backed off for the most part. You know, there could have been some some mm-hmm. earth shattering information released that she could have been at the forefront of uh, several times throughout the movie, uh, and she really just kind of makes a stand at the end for a watered down version, a waterboarded down version <laughs> of uh, of. Uh, this report and, and all the inform all the findings from, from this kid. So, um, I just, I, I wasn't really impressed with, with her in this movie, but I, I liked that fact how she was kind of, kind of exposed, I guess, or sort of, uh, made to look, uh, it was sort of held against her how, how much she reined in this report and, because she has to get reelected, and shit right? Like that you know, mm-hmm. she has to right. she has to maintain her image, and she can't piss off too many people and stuff like that. And I feel like that's part of the problem with our system, if you will, not mm-hmm. to get political. Well, Fuck the man, you know. I <laughs> like I said, I feel like this was very. I, I liked the realism that uh, the script had because it felt like there there wasn't one of those moments where like you've you felt like it was a bridge too far or like something happened where you didn't really like the most outlandish part of this is like, uh, when the CIA breaks into the, the room where Adam driver has been working all these years and they like, I forget, they plant some evidence or they get access to his documents or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but that actually happened. It's not like, something that the screenwriter made up and right. it, it feels very realistic. And a, a lot of the things that happen in this feel very realistic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little too much. So maybe, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. movie like this could stand to have some, uh, uh, dramatization. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some artistic freedom. And, yeah. And I don't presume to, know what all really happened and didn't happen. But like they kind of this felt kind of shoehorned in, like the Tim Blake Nelson Yes, I was about to mention that deep throat kind of thing. It's just like, okay, like this isn't this isn't all the president's men. Like Well and I thought it was gonna be good and then that just went nowhere. It went absolutely nowhere. (laughs) nowhere. Yeah. Yep, I did like. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to a supporting actor in this, uh, Douglas Hodge. He played James Mitchell, uh, kind of the guy who was not instigating the the torturing and stuff, but he was like one of the ones that spearheaded it and everything. Uh, he was in an episode of Black Mirror called Black Museum, um, and like like in this and in Black Museum, he has like the perfect like just kind of gross like demeanor to him like it seems like he is getting like a perverse satisfaction out of something like deplorable whether it's in black museum or in the report because he's like he's like yeah we can we can do this we can you know the government signed off on this we can waterboard them and everything (laughs) um which the waterboard scenes were intense uh yeah like the depictions were were uh horrific yeah um, what else stands out, if anything? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Should we talk about how Matthew Reese seems to be typecast now as a reporter? <laughs> he really does. Uh, yeah. He's in yeah. this. He's in, uh, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Right. Yeah. As a reporter. And then The Post. He was, oh, uh, yeah. he was like one of the initial guys that like leaked it all. 
But, oh, that's right. Hmm. It's a shame that he's a uh, Russian operative, though. Yeah. Um, because he's in the Americans. Right. That's uh, what I know him from. Yeah. Me, well, the first few seasons, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Oh, he's really yeah, good. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, almost I, too good for this movie. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> yeah. he's in it for what, like two scenes maybe? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and it comes so late in the movie that yeah. it's just, it. I was just like, I was kind of running out the clock essentially. <laughs> um, and there were so many yeah. like, well, not some, but there were uh, more than a few uh, actors, big, relatively big known, big name, well known actors in pretty minor roles or like mm-hmm. roles that had nothing. Like Maura Tierney. Yeah, that's right. She's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not have much to do in this. There was like one scene where she kind of confronted, uh, I think Tim Blake Nelson's character and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Michael C. Hall. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, had very little to do. Corey Stahl, who I love, mm-hmm. uh, was, was good in his scene. And I actually, I enjoyed that scene where he's, he kind of breaks down the reality of, uh, defending yourself, uh, legally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, he, he was on screen for five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And more tyranny and Michael C. Hall had these like small, they're kind of just reciting lines, like not a lot of acting, really. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of surprising. Same kind of with John Hamm. I mean, he got a little bit more to do, but yeah, like there wasn't really anything to his character either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not all that meat. Jennifer Morrison was also in it, right? I liked. um, I can't remember his name or the character's name, but he was the CIA director. That Ted Levine, I think, is his name. Was it Ted Levine? Is that his name? Yeah, that sounds right. Hmm. Um, Yep. Yeah, John Brennan. I think it was his character. Yeah, name. John. Right. Yeah. yeah, I liked him. He yeah. was like you started out thinking that he was going to be like a a do gooder and mm-hmm. a good guy, but he just basically just defended the CIA no matter how uh, right how realistic it was. Yeah, I'd fuck him. What? <laughs> uh, um, what's it called? Silence of the Lambs. Would you fuck me? Oh, I'd yeah. fuck me hard. That's him. Wow. Same guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Buffalo Bill is the CIA director? Yeah. <laughs> the hell? It's a massive error in judgment. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't have much else to say about those. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the story itself, <laughs> like... Uh, I don't remember this report coming out. No, me neither. I don't remember this. I remember the, I mean, it just, well, kind of goes to show you with the, the, the visual world we live in now, but I remember when the photos of Abu Ghraib came out, which is mentioned in the, in the movie, that was way more shocking. Yeah. Um, but I think that like, you know, this, this report probably got lost in the shuffle because mm-hmm. not to be a dick, but it's not, it's not as sexy as right, the right. photos of Abu Ghraib. And which is, we all kind of knew that this was the case yeah. anyways, you know? Which is why I feel like this story in particular, if they're going to make it into a movie, they should dress it up. They should make it, right? you know, like give it the pomp that it deserves instead of just right. having this just dry, monotone kind of thing. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So top ten list is it gonna be on your guys. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I didn't hate it either. I don't, I don't want yeah. it to come off that way. Like I, I was, it held my, it held my attention. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hate it either. Yeah. But I won't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as like a viewing it as like a dad movie, which has been kind of a term that's been thrown around the internet um, <laughs> for a few years now, from what I've seen. But like just the idea of a dad movie being like a. A movie just about, you know, maybe a current event or historical thing and just being just like the kind of quintessential dad movie that I can think of is like Bridge of Spies. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. just very much just like the type of movie a dad would want to see. Yeah, I get that. Um, but even as a dad movie, this doesn't work for me. And I am, I'm a proud father of a cat, but, um, but in the shadow of like, say, Ford v Ferrari, Dawn of Racing. It's that movie is so much better of a dad movie than this movie, even though they can't really be compared in general. But yeah, I don't know. I just it just it just lacked so much um, to make it engaging and, and interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a banner year for dad movies. It is. Oh yeah, um, quite a few. Ad Astra. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw that with my dad. Actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. And when you do that, there's a uh, special door that opens up at the end. And- <laughs> Plays uh, Cats in the Cradle. Oh, nice. <laughs> James Gray is there and he gives you a hug. Nice. <laughs> uh, I need to rewatch Ad Astra. I have it on digital. Um, yeah, I had, and then we'll wrap up and go into our marriage. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I had, I posted on Instagram, uh, Adam says if you were on Instagram, just like I got Ad Astra on digital and I distinct like i i intentionally like watch like the first 20 or so minutes and i was just like there's a scene in those first 20 or so minutes where he goes to the moon and and there's like an extended moon landing scene and everything and i'm like i remember in the theater just thinking like this is so like it's like a love letter uh, love letter to kubrick and it's like it is so just like it's so evocative of 2001. So like I, I sat here and uh, I just took pictures of like certain frames that were very much like 2001. And then I went to my digital copy of 2001 and, and took pictures and then <laughs> made, uh, made uh, collages of them and posted on Instagram. Wow. And, uh, well, ladies, I am single. So <laughs> <laughs> how many likes did that get? Um, it got a handful, I think. Um, <laughs> It uh, still counting. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, it's rocketed me to stardom. Um, <laughs> uh, six likes. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh everyone who liked it. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to revisit it. Seriously though, look at it. it's just so ah, it's so pretty. Um, so the report. Any. Th- Anything else, or should we go into our marriage story? I say we go to the marriage story. Okay, cool. Well, we are going to go ahead and review marriage story. We're, of course, going to do a non-spoiler and spoiler review. Um, So, yeah, so... Go, wait a second, Ben. You follow me on Instagram. You didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, kind of. <laughs> okay. So anyway, non-spoiler review of Marriage Story, and then a spoiler review to follow. Check the show notes if you don't want to be spoiled and everything. Um. So yeah. So I'll go ahead and bring up the plot summary. Do you have the plot summary, Tiny? Uh. Yeah. For Marriage I can, Story, I can, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, Noah Baumbach's incisive and compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together. Yes. So, Marriage Story is currently on the Netflix, um, which that's that's an interesting kind of um, similarity between these two movies. It's both Adam Driver movies and streaming service exclusive movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, written and directed by Noah Baumbach, starring Adam Driver as Charlie, uh, Scarlett Johansson as Nicole. I can't do an accent on that. Um, and uh, that's all you really need to know. Um, okay, so man, this I am so pleased to see Marriage Story get such a warm reception on the internet. Um, people have been going crazy about it. Um, I feel vindicated having made the movie. I, I had no part of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I saw this movie at Heartland a few, a uh, couple months ago. Uh, it was the closing night film, I think. No, it wasn't. It was a special presentation. Um, and man, it just blew me away. I watched it again at work when it hit Netflix. And like there are moments in this movie where I was sitting at work doing, doing my job and listening to it and with headphones and had it propped in front of me. And like, I got to like certain scenes and I was like, like I was trying to control my emotions and I was like, I was shaking. Like I was just, (laughs) I was literally shaking. Um, then my left arm got really numb and tingly and then I passed out and woke up in a hospital. Um, that's kind of how many times I made that joke. Um, but, uh, but no, it was, it's, uh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful movie, incredible performances, incredible writing. Um, Noah Baumbach, it like, this was an incredible, uh, display from him. Uh, what did yeah. you guys think of Marriage Story? Um, I was, I had heard people's reactions and I was like, wow, really? From Noah Baumbach? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, Noah Baumbach? Yeah. It's not that I'm not a fan. I've just never been blown away by Noah okay. Baumbach. Okay. Which, which of your, which of his movies have you guys seen? Should I've we start there? Seen, yeah, we yeah. should. Um, The Squid and the Whale, I've seen. I have not seen that. Um, I've seen Mistress America and really liked that. I've seen Greenberg, Margot at the Wedding, The Life Aquatic. <laughs> uh, well, he wrote it. I mean, he, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, I've seen Kicking and Screaming also. So I, I haven't seen the Meyerowitz stories, which I've I've heard is really good. But new I and selected. <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. the full title? Yeah, sorry. Oh, um, okay. I um, I heard, I've I heard had, that Francis Ha is great, and I've never yeah. seen it. Mm-hmm. I uh, hadn't seen any of his movies until about oh. maybe two weeks ago. Okay. So I kind of I tried to watch as many as I could. I could only watch mm-hmm. three. I saw uh, the Squid and the Whale, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis Ha, which I I liked, but. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. I can see why people like it a lot, but it just wasn't. Maybe I was just in the wrong headspace at the time. Okay. Um, and then I saw Kicking and Screaming, uh, which it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I own the criterion of Kicking and Screaming. I don't know why. I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, and I really like Mistress America. Um, which I actually saw at Indie Film Fest, I think. Hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, like, and after seeing Marriage Story, I was like, I need to go back and watch all of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> because I, this, 
I will Ooh. definitely see more of them. I know mm-hmm. most of them are streaming, so mm-hmm. uh, I'll. I want to see Meyerowitz stories. New and selected. Sorry, that's a full title. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then uh, maybe I'll see Greenberg at some mm-hmm. point. I think While We're Young is supposed to be pretty good too. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm drivers in that. I mm-hmm. think. Is it, okay. is it While We're Young or When We're? I think it's Wild. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I I, I haven't been. Like, I like Squid and the Whale a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of good... He's done some good stuff, but I just never... I never saw him being this caliber of writer-director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I never thought I was going to, like, love one of his movies. Yeah. Um, but I loved Marriage mm-hmm. Story. And it's interesting, because, like, Mistress America was, was pretty good. But, like, I remember being just really blown away by one specific scene in uh, Mistress America where... It was basically like a long take where the camera is just stationary um, this in like a wide frame of a house. Like I think it is a loft and downstairs area that's in frame. And it's just like all of the concurrent subplots are converging and kind of each thing is happening all continuously. It's one complete take. It's, it's like, it's like a theatrical production. It's like a play. Yeah. And it's just, it is so just really impressive the way that it's done. And like, I want, like, I was reminded of that during several scenes in Marriage Story. I'm like, I remember loving this guy's work. Like, why do I not watch more of his stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, he he uses static shots really well, mm-hmm. which I I didn't I didn't know until I saw this. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, kind of just setting up a camera and mm-hmm. then letting a cam- letting an actor do their thing. Yeah. Uh, which I'm a big fan of, especially when you use the right actors. Mm. And there was a scene in this movie where uh, Scarlett Johansson's character yes. oh, yeah. is yeah. meeting her lawyer for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just the the way that the camera's used in that and the way that the actors use the space uh, was just amazing. It's mm-hmm. not it's not even a long it, it, it's sort of a long take, but it's mm-hmm. not about the fact that it's a long take. If yeah. that if that makes sense. Um, it's not showy. No, it's not yeah. showy. But it's it is the writing was phenomenal and I've never seen Scarlett Johansson that incredible. Oh, like, same that's here. the best acting yeah. I've ever seen out of her. Mm-hmm. And Laura Dern has been one of my like top 5 favorite actors mm-hmm. for a long time and Scarlett Johansson completely overshadows her in that scene, yeah. which I'd never since I never thought I would say. Mm-hmm. I've always liked ScarJo, but I I never thought I was going to be blown away by her like I was with this movie. Um, and that's just one scene of many mm-hmm. in this movie um, where, where the, the, the glowing talent is just pouring off the screen from the writer, the director, yes. yeah. all the performance. It's just the camera work. Everything is just being hit out of the park in mm-hmm. that, in that scene. Uh, and there's, there's more than a handful of scenes like that in this movie. Absolutely. So, yeah. There, there was a, freaking great tweet about that uh that specific scene with scarjo like someone said um i was trying to find it but i I can't find it but anyway uh so (laughs) someone posted some tweet saying like can you like can you believe this amazing scene with scarlett johansson where she's she's doing this monologue that's like six minutes long and she's she's moving around and she's she's like taking props and everything and not once does she flub it or does she or does she have to improv or anything 
um, or, or has to has to do anything. Um, doesn't mess up at all. And then like someone, someone retweeted. It was like, I'm freaking dying right now. Has no one seen a play? Like, has no one seen? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I was like, that is, that is, that is just perfect. That is, has that's no awesome. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, but that's not too discredited at all. Like, it's an incredible scene and everything. I just, I was really tickled by that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie just it oh, it it blew me away. There's a lot of um stuff to really go through on it, but what I loved about it and I've I've had extended conversations via text with Mike uh our co-host on sabbatical. But um and like he and I have been talking about it, and he loves the movie too and like one thing that just really strikes me about the movie is that it's it's about the dissolving of a relationship and how that how like the machinations of divorce like the divorce proceedings can chip away at what could or at the outset is meant to be an amicable split um and what i love about that is that a the kind of proceedings the divorce proceedings themselves become the antagonist of the movie as it is trying to rip them apart. Yeah. Um, and as the proceedings get more and more contentious, what I love about it is that the camera focuses on the, on the lawyers or focuses entirely on the faces of ScarJo and Adam driver as they're just like stone. Like they're, they're not reacting. They're just letting, letting the fight happen between the lawyers and everything. It's just, it's beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and there was something else about, that. oh, what I, what I, the big thing that I love about it, and I'm, I'm going to struggle to find examples and everything, <laughs> but the way that they interact separately throughout the movie is just all like jaw droppingly just amazing because you can see, and this is a testament to the writing, the performing, everything that you can see the things that made them work together as a couple as in their in their complete in their marriage in their relationship and to see them like interacting with their son individually is showing how the way i put it to mike is that you see the shadows of what worked as a family unit but since they're separate they're just shadows and Mm -hmm. in those shadows there's like you can see the void that's that's kind of forming between between them and everything and it's just it's such a just incredible like trick of storytelling that you can just see this it's not like literally like you're not seeing shadows and voids and stuff, but like, <laughs> right. like you can just see how they function and how them functioning separately is is a um, reflection of how they were as a couple and it's just impeccable writing impeccable storytelling it's just it's just amazing um yeah, yeah. well yeah i think that's that's kind of what makes the screenplay so amazing. Like the movie opens, they're in this mediation and they're mm-hmm. reading these letters Gosh. about why they love mm-hmm. the other person so much. And it, it starts you off and you're immediately on both of their sides. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that is such, it's such a beautiful opening scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it's, there's, there's so many instances here where, he could have gone the easy way, mm-hmm. um, but he finds a way to just make it new and realistic and interesting. These feel like 
so real people. Um, and I think from what I read, I think it's kind of based on like his divorce, his own divorce with, mm. uh, Jennifer Jason. Yeah. Lee. Um, okay. I mean, uh, a, a lot of his movies I feel like are, he pulls from real life experiences like the squid and the whale was about his parents' divorce. And so this is kind of about his. Mm. Um, so it feels very realistic from that standpoint. Um, but like the squid and the whale, you kind of like Jeff Daniels character was kind of the asshole of that movie, uh, more so than the wife. Um, but this one, like they're both kind of assholes in their own way. Right. Um, so you're not really on one person's side versus another. And people online, like in social media and stuff, are trying so hard to to make it like a team who versus team. Right. Take a side. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, um, I think Scott Tobias tweeted it, um, the film critic. He tweeted and said something like, this is not like, it's just like, it's that's not constructive to the point of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, like to choose sides in the narrative of this movie is to completely just ignore the entire point of the movie. Right. It's like this is this is just a couple who are going through a divorce and how that divorce become like is is how the dissolving of their relationship is you know unfolds throughout this, these divorce proceedings and stuff. It's not mm-hmm. a thing where like, Oh, this person is, is right. This person is wrong. It's like, okay, well these people were together. Now they're separate. Now they're working to separate legally and there's a son. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so not a choosing sides kind of thing. Right. I think that's one of the better, one of the things I loved about the movie is that they're both right and they're both wrong at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. They both do things incorrectly and make mistakes, but they're both good parents and they both, I think they, they love each other and everything and, mm-hmm. and they, they're right by each other in certain ways, but they're wrong by each other and others. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, the, this isn't yeah. one of those movies where like you're hoping that they get back together. Yeah. Right. You, you see, pretty clearly like why they are getting divorced and that they probably should be getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, and there isn't one of those moments where like you think, Oh, well maybe, maybe if they do this, then they'll get back together and things will work out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Adam driver doesn't rush to the airport at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. To profess his love to scar Joe. Um, I, I, one of the things I found, or that maybe I picked up on that wasn't intentional at all is that I think, I, I think it showcased a lot of, uh, of why celebrities get divorced so often. Mm. I think when you have two people who are creative mm-hmm. and are creative in different ways, I think that creativity is linked to their career. And so, you know, their career takes precedence at certain times, but a marriage require a marriage and uh, you know fatherhood and motherhood require sacrifice and and like hard work and it's difficult to balance all those things being a mother or father being a creative type and having a career like that's those are three tent poles of your life and I think that's hard to balance all that and and when you have someone who's who's 
method of creativity is to kind of control people, you know, being mm-hmm. a director, that's, you're kind of a controlling person because it's, it's part of your DNA as a, as a creative type. Um, and you know, she kind of has, she kind of needs to be free as, you know, an actress. That's kind of her thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just something I picked up on that, like, it's sort of a staple that, you know, people in Hollywood get divorced a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, we sort of poke fun at it, but I've never really thought about it before. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought about it more when I saw this movie. I was like, it kind of makes sense. I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of get it that, you know, these, this couple loves each other and that's not, the, but that's not their problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, there's a lot of other things at play, a lot of right. other, a lot of other irons in the fire. Uh, and I think that just seeing it in a, in a non kind of, tabloid way mm-hmm. you know it's not well i didn't see i didn't see their divorce on the cover of us weekly right it's right this is so much more yeah, detailed she, and nuanced she is an actor and she's i don't think it's i mean she she was in like a teen comedy or something <laughs> right um but she's not like an a-list actor or anything. right right um plus i mean to add on to what you were saying tiny like there's literally an entire country between them because she yeah. goes out to yeah. LA to shoot a pilot and he stays in New York cause he's directing a movie or a, a theater play. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're literally across the country from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love how that comes into play with the lawyers and everything. Like everything about the, uh, like the meetings with the lawyers and everything, because he first he first meets with Ray Liotta, um, who I thought like the supporting actors were amazing in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I love how like he how Ray Liotta's character and Laura Dern are both two sides of the same coin to an extent, where they're like they're they're kind of uh, they're offshoots of this of the divorce proceedings as a villain essentially. Like they are they are kind of instruments of the devil of divorce, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word. And they, like, they know what's going to happen. They know how it's going to go down. Like, Ray Liotta's immediately like, okay, did you file here? Did you do this? Did you do, do that? And then Laura Dern's like, oh, we're going to get him. Or like, or like, uh, at the end of that scene where she's like, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, so great. And but, yeah, yeah, there's, there's the scene in the courtroom where like they each keep bringing up like every little insignificant yes. detail. Right. And so they good. know what to bring up and what's going to matter mm-hmm. to the judge and everything. It's all yep. about spin. Right. Yep. They spin yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. And we have to talk about one of my, honestly, and I'm going to say this having never seen the show that he's famous for, <laughs> but one of my just favorite actors like working that I've, that every time I see him, it's just a delight, but Alan Alda. Yeah. I, yep. when I first saw this movie, I had no idea he was in it. And then like when he, when he came on screen, like I just like, I lit up, I was so happy <laughs> to see him. And, uh, and I thought he did great as kind of a more grounded attorney for, for Charlie and he like it was just he was kind of like um the the person like the the minion of the divorce proceedings not to not to not to make it sound like i think divorce is evil divorce sometimes is is perfectly uh the right choice um you would say in this situation probably but as an antagonistic form in this movie the like the third kind of instrument of divorce is alan alda's character who is this 
older, kind of rundown kind of guy who's very gentle and sweet, but still also like, well, what is the what is the court going to think of this? Right, he's um, too nice in a, yeah. a profession where you really can't be nice. Yeah, yeah. And his line where he just looks at uh, Adam Driver. Um, and he's like, and he, he's like, you remind me during my, you remind me of me during my second divorce. (laughs) Oh, just nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, also real quick, not to, not to bogart the conversation or anything, but in his office, there is a kitty. There is. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was honestly thinking about keeping a letterbox list of every cat that I see in a movie next year. So look forward to that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what else in non-spoilers can we say? Uh, How'd you guys? What did you guys think of the kid who played Henry? He did a good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, I can't. Believe, I didn't. I hadn't thought about him much, frankly. I, yeah. I, I don't think he really had a whole lot to do. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think. unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah, he was very reactionary and kind of his 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 lines and his actions were more. We were more looking at you know, how Charlie and Nicole responded to him. Right. Um, so yeah, but, uh, as Robertson is his name. Um, I also want to mention, um, I'm looking for her name now. Um, she was in signs and some other stuff. Um, Sorry. are you talking about uh, the sister? Joe's the mom? S- no, the sister. The sister. Yeah. I can't think of her name. That yeah. whole scene between her and her mom and her sister was, God, Hilarious. I love that. Amazing. <laughs> so great. So, so amazing. And this is a pretty funny movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Surprisingly funny. It's a lot of great comedy in mm-hmm. it. Um, and that whole sequence was just so good. Um, just the way that it all unfolds. Like, her her awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, like, kind of the magic of that is that it's not played up like it's this disaster that is about to, like it's not set up as a uh, as a means to get her like like it's not like a gotcha thing where it's like okay we got to get the papers uh served to him uh immediately before he serves us it's more like a, like well I'm going to I'm going to warn him and everything and everything we just it legally it can't come from me so it's like sets it up that way and then it just goes awry in the most naturalistic yeah. and hilarious and just bomb dropping way. Yeah. <laughs> um so so good. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie for sure. Yeah, and the the complete 180 once she actually does serve him. Oh yeah. That, uh Adam Driver gives mm. even the the 180 of when he comes in and he gives her the news <laughs> that we won't I don't think we should spoil here. But like he he says something that completely changes the dynamic of the entire scene. <laughs> yeah. Um and just makes it even just all the more um, kind of just cringeworthy, really. Um, so good. So good. Um, to go back real quick to uh, Alan Alda, one of my favorite yes. funny parts is, uh, I forget when exactly this is, but he's consulting him and Alan Alda says something like, if I were representing you, I would do this. And mm-hmm. Adam Driver's like, well, you are representing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, and her name is Merritt Weaver, by the way. Oh, yeah. Merritt Weaver, there you go. Um, also, that, that, uh, 
just oh it every i I love this movie so much like i i really do like i don't know if i've been as emotionally affected and impressed like in terms of just creative like in, in terms of art i don't know if i've been as impressed i mean other movies this year have impressed me quite a bit but like this was just such an such an amazing like movie experience for me um what do you guys think of the score by the way um pretty good yeah it it was done by randy newman oh really oh yeah and it was weird because i like during the movie i was like this this sounds like pixar (laughs) like (laughs) like the music sounds so much like a pixar kind of movie and like i was thinking more along the lines of like michael giacchino doing i think it's michael giacchino that did up but i kept thinking like it sounded so much like the soundtrack to up to me. Um, and I thought like, that's kind of fitting. Cause that's, you know, there's a lot of like, they share some similar themes and everything to an extent. Um, but then I saw in the credits, I was like, Oh, Oh, it was scored by, um, by Randy Newman. Yeah. Michael G. Kino did the score for up and, uh, Randy Newman did marriage story, but yeah, I don't know. At times it felt, the first viewing, it felt maybe not distracting, but it felt a little bit like I've heard this type of music before. <laughs> well, it um, was pretty weird when they broke out into singing "You've Got a Friend in Me." Oh, absolutely! <laughs> that was a pretty big giveaway, I right? Say. Yeah, um, it really wasn't on my radar. I I didn't really pick up on mm-hmm. the score. Okay, which is I I do that a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I, it really wasn't on my radar. Okay. Um, score one for me in this part of the conversation oh god um anything else on non-spoilers or should we go into spoilers i think we, we should go into spoilers okay uh, I think there's probably we, a scene we're all dying to talk about did we yeah. talk a whole lot about adam driver's performance or should we save that we didn't however one of the big things i want to talk about isn't spoilers but, okay. but yeah we can we can kind of how'd you feel about his performance here versus his performance in the report? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just had so much more to work with in this movie. He did, I mean, right. just, which is insane. Cause it's not even like he went through millions of pages of documents and stuff. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it's the best I've seen him too. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, I, I've loved him and so much other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I fucking hated girls. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he was terrific on that show, and he was all—he was the person I always wanted to see on that show, mm-hmm. which I quit watching. But, um, but yeah, I, I, he was obviously phenomenal in this. Like, I'm, I'm hoping for Oscar nominations for both of them. Oh, me too. Um, they were be, both nominated for Golden Globes, right? So I'd be shocked if they didn't get nods. But yeah, uh, I mean, he was terrific. Um, and there's there's scenes that we'll have to mention and spoiler that'll have to wait for spoilers. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he didn't. I feel like I mentioned Scarlett Johansson's scene with Laura Dern where she has her sort of monologue, and uh, I don't think his character really gets that. Which to I, some extent he kind of yeah. does, like at the end when they're at the bar and they're singing. In a in yeah. a way, yeah, in a different yeah. way, yeah. But uh, I I I, I kind of wanted to see. I wanted something like that from him. Yeah, but I also feel like his character, he's not really that kind of person that would just lay everything out right. like that. I think well, he's more internal. and I feel like a case could be made for saying that Adam Driver's character is the more sympathetic one because I mm. feel like you spend a little bit more time with him and how 
he's trying to adjust to like moving to LA and Mm -hmm. trying to get custody or get some kind of custody of their kid. Yeah. Um, like there's this scene where, uh, they go around trick or treating in LA. I felt terrible Um, for him. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you I couldn't even see him. Shut up. Oh my God. (laughs) You spend a little bit more time with him. I feel like I, I don't know. I might have to look at it again, but, um, but I feel like you spend a little bit more time with him and his character and how he's, uh, adjusting to all this. Yeah, that's true. I, he's also a great dad, which is everyone sympathizes with a great dad. I, I agree with that, but I will also say that it, it feels like the reason, maybe the reason that we had more of Scarlett Johansson's character having that moment and not having, um, Adam driver have a, a similar moment. Um, is that, I kind of feel like part of the reason why that works so well and that why it's so focused on her in that scene and everything is that this is by design in the story. This is her, like she hasn't had that voice yet. Like she hasn't had that in the, just the the dynamic of their marriage. This is the first time she's really had this, this kind of um, openness about her feelings, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's a good point. Um, before we get into spoilers, and this is, I don't, I don't know what I'm asking for here, but as two married men, how did this movie make you feel? <laughs> uh, that, that opening is just so charming and delightful. And like, as, as I was watch, I ended up watching it twice. Cause I, mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I started watching this movie and I, I got like 30, 30, 40 minutes in and I stopped. Cause I was like, I really want to watch this with, with my wife. Uh, which I, so I saw that part twice and it, it was very, um, I think everybody finds that super charming and just Mm -hmm. delightful and fun. And I was really happy to find that, like, I can make my own list like that. Mm, Like, I don't have to try, it's not even hard. Mm. Like, I don't have to try to think about that kind of list. And I love Adam Driver too. (laughs) 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 Um, so that that uh and I think I think because I'm married that that uh that scene and obviously the whole movie has means more and and has a lot yeah. more weight for me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm able to connect to it and relate to it a lot more, but that that opening part especially um just really kind of really really touched me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I think I think being married adds a lot gives you a whole different perspective. Okay. Yeah. You I, probably shouldn't even see this movie if you're not married. Yeah. So what's <laughs> well, your problem? I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also kind of curious about, uh, like what kids of divorced parents would think oh, of this yeah. movie. Right. You know? Um, see how, how they react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, yeah. What tiny said, um, I, uh, Maybe this is kind of unique to me, but I uh, worked very briefly at a family law firm where we dealt with divorce a lot. Mm. And divorce is awful. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just as realistic as what it looks like here. Maybe maybe a little less contentious sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I never went, like, to the courtroom or anything, but... I I saw like what led people to this point and it's it's 
pretty accurate in those respects. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, I, uh, divorce is terrifying. So, uh, to my wife, if you're listening, I love you very much <laughs> and I will watch this movie with you. Um, that, that is like, like tiny was saying, like I, I would really like to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, just and it's it's kind of weird to say that about a movie like this, but right. it's a for me anyway. It's a very rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. Like I look forward to watching it. Um, I I don't know if I can really put my finger on it, but I mean, other than the performances and mm-hmm. uh, the script and really everything about it, but I mean, I've I've loved lots of other movies that I haven't watched a whole lot of uh, over, but. I, I would like to rewatch this again many times. Hmm. Well, jokes on both of you. I'm going to die alone. So <laughs> <laughs> this movie is great. No, um, it's interesting because tiny to your point about the opening scene, what kind of struck me about that um, was the reveal at the end of their letters that it's like they wrote them for a, for right. a mediator. Yeah. Right. They didn't um, just for, do it just because. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that. That That's so great. Right. Um, but let's, let's go oh. into spoilers for marriage story. Uh, if you want to skip the spoilers, check the show notes and everything. Uh, but here is a little clip from the trailer. Try not to cry. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. What I love about Nicole. She is a mother who plays really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Guys, we're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. He's very very competitive. So I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Dream Charlie Bird! (laughs) Mom? (laughs) Mom? What? All right, and we are spoilers on for Marriage Story. So, yes, uh, the way that the letter comes back into play at the end. How did that make you guys feel? I'm glad it came back because yeah. I think I think we needed some kind of happiness. I think uh, because one, one of the things that's so cool about that opening scene is that it goes right into the the hardship and misery mm-hmm. of what it is to get divorced. Like it, typically in a movie like this, you would have something like if I think about the movie like uh, like the the breakup with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Vince yeah. Vaughn, uh-huh. <laughs> like that movie. I never saw it, but really, it's actually kind of a good movie. I think like it's not, you know, it's nowhere near as good as this, right? But it's actually kind of a good movie, and I think it's a sort of an interesting look at a at a real life breakup or what could be, you know, mm-hmm. it has some realism to it. Um, but in that movie, there's, you know, you get you get some happiness, and there's, you know. 20, 30 minutes of setup where they're, they're having a, they're still in the relationship and there's still something there. Um, and then things start to go sour and things get worse and worse. And then, you know, and that's when the bulk of the movie shows up. But with this, you kind of jumped right into it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you feel good at the beginning, but then there's just so much chaos and mm. kind of tragedy really it throughout the movie. It us into that too. It does. Like it presents it like, oh, this is, these are reasons why they love each other. Oh, this is why they're writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's all set the letters are set to 
scenes yes of, so of brilliant just delightful family life mm, yep and then as soon as they cut to the the mediation mm-hmm. they're just their body language you can tell oh shit so cold yeah mm-hmm. it was scarlett johansson doesn't want to read hers right yeah yeah right um, and even that, like him, like him saying, like, "Well, I want, I want to read mine." She says, "I'm a bad writer and stuff." It's like, yeah. there's that, there's that little tinge of just um, hurt. He had to get a dig in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, so, I'm so glad it comes back at the end of the movie yeah. because it's sort of, it was a, a somewhat happy ending, anyway. I was gonna ask, like, did you guys both read it as a happy kind of ending? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Especially like the the very end, like when they're yeah. going trick or treating and she ties his shoes. Mm-hmm. That was a really good touch. That, yeah, that was beautiful. That was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Like I love the way that the movie depicts them severing their relationship. Their relationship's done. They're they've moved past it. They're they're divorced and everything. But like, there is a way for them to be together for the kid, but not together. Yeah, banging. Um, no, but not together as a couple. And what I kind of, the thing that kind of hit me when he was reading the letter and God damn, just the emotional thing of like him just happening to hear his son reading the letter of his, of his mother tell, like saying what he loves, what she loves about him. Just beautiful, beautiful. It it comes up in an organic way. Mm -hmm. It's right. not like it could have easily been shoehorned in. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's seated so well with him t- telling him like teaching him how to read and everything yeah. throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Just really impeccable screenwriting. Um but him reading it like what I took from it or what I thought of it cuz like he just he had just walked into the house to get the kid and everything and like he he sees her new boyfriend playing with uh with her mother. And like having that bond that he had with the mother mm-hmm. and everything and like him playing and being playful and everything. And then I don't know, something about it just hit me in, in a way that's like, okay, well, he maybe projecting a little bit, but like he's like seeing like, okay, these are the things that I took for granted in the relationship. And this is yeah. why it didn't work out because I didn't, re- I didn't recognize these things about. Like I didn't recognize the things that she was recognizing about me or something, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was my little read of it. Well, and then Scarlett Johansson's in the background of that scene while he's reading the letter, yeah. and you like she's out of focus. I think the entire time, mm. and uh, just knowing that she's there is just makes it that much more impactful. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yep. And that final scene, and Tiny, I know you haven't seen this movie yet, but I do just want to mention that Marriage Story is one of two movies that feature Scarlett Johansson tying shoes. Um, yep. She ties some shoes in Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, Which so she's yeah. equally great in. No, absolutely. No, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, does she tie anyone's shoes in Endgame? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I kind of hope not, frankly. I, yeah. <laughs> like, kneel down and like tie rockets. Because there's like 75,000 characters in that movie. <laughs> so if they take the time to tie shoes. It's, in, it's implied, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, she does make a PB&J sandwich, though. Right? <laughs> so yep. oh, there's that. <laughs> oh, real brief aside. Uh, Mike actually retweeted this tweet. I was like, uh, does, anyone, does anyone else eat PB&J um, raw, and it's just it was, it was a picture of a piece of bread with like peanuts on it and grapes. 
<laughs> oh my god so dumb <laughs> that's dumb um but yeah so let's talk oh. about the big apartment scene yeah um the fight the fight this i was wa- when i was watching it in the theater and watching it at work um the second time i was sitting there i was like i it wasn't like the progression of my thoughts was like oh adam driver and scarlett johansson are gonna get oscars um, yep. And then it was like, this is the best scene of the movie. And then it was like, this is the best scene I've seen in Heartland. <laughs> and then it was like, this is one of the best scenes I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, in general, like, this is incredible. <laughs> right. Um, just the way that it's not even that it's, it, uh, it is stuff bubbling up and hitting the surface and, and reaching that boiling point. But up until that point, the things that have been boiling haven't been, they haven't been necessarily the focus of the boiling. Like it's, like I said, it's been the lawyers and everything, the machinations, the, the divorce proceedings that have been causing the stir of, of emotion and drama and everything. And yeah, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of back and forth between them. Like, okay, she has a lot of choices about lawyers and stuff. And she has a lot of choices about like her individuality, like not having an individual voice or anything. And then wanting one now, and then him having to deal with finding a lawyer, like being thrust into lawyers when they weren't going to use lawyers and everything. And like the, what I took from it was like his, there's there's a certain um there's a certain level of maybe not second guessing but just chipping away at his confidence about his understanding of what's going on because he goes to the lawyer's office and they're like yeah she already saw here so there's a conflict of interest there's no way that we can represent you what a lot of people do is they go and see as many as they can yeah and everything it's like and like he knows that she's not doing that intentionally, yeah. but he doesn't know that she's not doing that intentionally. Right. Um, and maybe part of that is that he has had a kind of either intentional or unintentional or subconscious or whatever control over her for, for her career that now he's like maybe thinking like, well, maybe someone else has their hooks in her or whatever. Um, there's a lot of layers to that. I don't know. And I don't know how much of that is projecting or whatever, but. Um, what did you guys think of, of everything that I just said? <laughs> agree. <laughs> nice. Good I, talk. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I agree with mm-hmm. your progression of this is the, this is the best scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. yeah, that was just remarkable on mm-hmm. so many levels. Um, the performances especially, but, mm-hmm. um, just the, the brutality of it was, mm. was the hardest thing. Like it, it fucking yes. wrecked me. Like, and it, it hurts even more in that, like it starts out as like this kind of a peace meeting, I guess. Right. Like she comes over to his apartment just because like, it's, I don't know if it's immediately after the lawyer scene or I think it's, it, it's soon after it, is, yeah. but yeah. she's like trying it's in to reaction to that scene. They both kind of realize that it's, gotten too far and she goes over to his place to try and make peace and they want to try and settle it without the lawyers and Mm -hmm. and then it gets to where it ends up at yes right and i think that that it's it's the biggest scene of the movie and it's the way that it ends is so 
just it's it's such a perfect summation of what makes this movie work so perfectly um he has just screamed in her face saying that he wishes every day that she dies like if henry can if if i knew that henry could be could be okay and everything would be okay and everything i wish you were dead and then he breaks down in tears he falls to the ground and she still like cradles him in his in her arms and mm-hmm. stuff because it's not like the movie has set it up to where they will now hate each other and it's just going to be a grudge match or anything. It's like these two people love each other and that love is transforming into something that's not the love that they had before. And, but, but they still have those emotions and everything. It's just, it's so beautiful the way that it's, the way that it's done. I, I love this movie. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but in, in that, in the moment, I think it was, like a lot, a lot of the time, you know, you have a scene like this and then the characters make up and they apologize to each other and they'll say something like, you know, I was just saying that because I wanted to hurt you as harshly yes. as I could. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get that scene. I don't think we needed right. it. No. I, uh, we, I didn't need it at all. But as it was happening, I was thinking, you know, I mean, he said he wished that she was dead. Yeah. And like he does not wish that she was dead. You know that he doesn't. And the the horrific things that she said to him too, they don't believe though. They're just, they're just doing whatever they can to verbally abuse each other. Right. That's what this, it's a whole scene of verbal Mm -hmm. abuse and it's hard as shit to watch Mm -hmm. because I can, I just cannot, again, speaking to the experience of being married, I cannot imagine saying things like that to my wife. Yeah. I cannot imagine anything she would do Mm -hmm. to make me want to say something like that. And that's why it just, I was wrecked. After that scene, and I'm, my wife made fun of me. <laughs> um, and then that's when you yelled at her. <laughs> um, I, for a while, I'm married to the podcast. I could never <laughs> see myself doing that. <laughs> Another thing about the movie, uh, in general, about Adam Driver, he's like a, a very imposing man. Right. He's not, yeah. I had, I actually went, after this scene, I went to IMDb. He's like 6'2". <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, I'm like a couple inches taller than him, but he just seems like a physically imposing man. Like when he just like, he hits the wall and like, there's actually a scene yeah. earlier in the movie where he like picks up his mother-in-law yeah. and like yeah. she's nothing. And I was like, it's just, and Scarlett Johansson is this, this beautiful petite little woman and mm. I was like he could just demolish her I mean she's Black Widow but still right. he could just demolish I mean, he her he is Kylo right he, he's I Kylo was, yeah I was just gonna say, he doesn't even I, need the force I, I saw Kylo I saw Kylo Ren in the in the locker room and with the shirt off and the dude is shredded he has like an eight pack <laughs> <laughs> oh my god whatever he's Kylo Ren's a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> it's like eighty pounds soaking wet. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! But yeah, like in another life, I think Adam Driver was like a, a '90s action star. He, he has like the physicality. I mean, he and was the, a marine. That's right. He was. Yeah, I forgot was, that yeah. he was in the military. Huh. But uh, but yeah, he, like in and you know he has the the physicality of like a '90s action star. But he's yeah. this. This dramatic, composed actor—it's—it's mm. uh, it's kind of a fun combination, I think. Yeah, and I mean, seeing you know, obviously seeing as him as Kylo Ren, he's obviously a physically imposing right. man. Um, but he, I just—I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. He's this goofy little theater director, and right. <laughs> and then he just beats the shit out of a wall, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just—it was a, an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, um and uh, there was something I was going to say about 
Oh yeah, stupid joke, but and I think I've I've said it on Twitter and somewhere else, but I'm I'm just I have my fingers crossed that the opening scene of The Rise of Skywalker is Ray and Kylo reading letters that they wrote about what they love about each other. <laughs> oh my god. And Baby Yoda's mediating it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh yeah yeah Ben what did you think of that scene and everything did you already mention uh yeah I loved it I, I mean what more is there to say I mean uh it's devastating it's well acted it's it's not a single take no so no. Yeah. I think that might make it a little bit more impressive to me anyway yeah. just because all Keeping those that takes momentum. that they would have had to do. Yeah, just keeping right. up that those emotions and true. Um, yeah, I think it would have been missing something if it were all one take. Frankly, yeah, right, think, yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the uh, a, a, a social worker or mediator? Or whatever, yeah, my observer? god. Um, <laughs> that man. was that was kind of weird, actually. I, I'm not sure yeah. how much of a fan of it I was. Sure, because it kind of took me out of the. It kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Because she was like intentionally weird, or like awkward, awkward, and, awkward, and, and, and reser- like very—I don't want to say small, but just very just mousy, and, mousy, and just just very quiet and mm-hmm. everything. She reminded me so much of um, if you guys have seen Silicon Valley, yeah. Um, she reminded me of Big Head. Um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because yeah. he like at least in the first season, like he's just very like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, and yeah. He just kind of goes with the flow and everything. Yeah. Um, I was laughing so hard though after he oh, cut yeah. himself. Oh my god! Oh, and he was trying to open the door for. <laughs> oh my god! Uh-huh. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> but at the same time, like you're kind of freaking out. Yeah. For him. Right. Oh, yeah. He's, right. Especially and especially when he passes out just yeah. About. yeah. And his kid just kind of. Just yeah carries on right <laughs> oh yeah and like little things that are where like where it shows that their fractured relationship their ended relationship like the effect that it has on their parenting like when he flips out and with the car seat and everything and she's right like that is just such a such a such a brief but beautifully constructed scene and you get this tension out of it that's like he loses his shit and he tells him to get in the fucking car like a couple of times and it's just like oh whoa yeah dude's a kid <laughs> um i mean in his defense car seats are uh the devil right are yes. they? i haven't gotten that far <laughs> yeah. yet um <laughs> they're the they're the divorce of um, childcare <laughs> of, yeah, of uh, passenger apparatuses um and vehicles but yeah um yeah how are we on time should we keep going okay we're yeah. good um so the key grip on the movie was <laughs> really <laughs> i loved that scene where she's like doing the screen test uh, oh yeah! Like early on, and like the 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 flirty grip comes yeah. in, yeah. yeah. Just oh, right, yeah. All, all that whole thing because it's it was all very. I think it was sort of poking fun at at Hollywood and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, everyone's talking at the same time, and everyone has these grandeur opinions yeah. that they're just throwing out, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah, everyone feels like the director, and it's 
That was funny. It's so great when when, when you hear them say, like, can she move her hand? Because it's going to be hard to CGI in the hair and everything. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, I need to support the head. Right. It's like, yeah. support the head, but just not with your hand. Yeah. <laughs> what the, okay. Um. Yeah, that, that was great. That was great. Why is there always a flirty grin? <laughs> that was hilarious. I think that that guy who played the director is, like, someone significant or someone who has worked with uh Bombac a lot i think oh, okay um i recognized him but yeah. i don't know his name yeah um, um yeah what uh what did you guys think of wallace sean by the way <laughs> <laughs> who uh wallace sean in he's one of the actors in oh. driver's company yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah the, old, the older guy. Mm-hmm. He's he was a good spot of comedy relief. Yeah. yeah. Comedic relief. There's, there's I, like, I liked how pretty much everyone in that company was just so invested in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And that's another thing. Okay, first of all, two things. One, uh, just the line that Wallace Shawn says where he, you just hear a fragment of it. He's like, a four-time Oscar-nominated a person sucking on my, and then it cuts. <laughs> right. Just so great. <laughs> but that's another thing that I, I love about the storytelling in here is that this movie spans a, quite a bit of time as it goes through the proceedings and everything. And it does this again to th- bring it back to theater. It brings, it, it does this playwrighty thing where like it's, it's like a scene has, or it's like it's like we've gotten to the next act of the of the movie and like there's a scene where we're at the rehearsal space for the theater company and like they're all like you said they're all talking about it but like they're telling us information like oh I can't believe that he did this or I can't believe that they did this or they came to this decision and stuff but it's so organic cuz it's just in conversation but it's also this kind of theatrical kind of thing that I just I I was really into the kind of economizing of the storytelling and everything it, it just felt so fluid and and uh it flowed well it fluid it did well yeah that that's all for that um, yeah. did you guys pick up on that or anything <laughs> definitely okay definitely yeah and i think the uh one one aspect of his of adam driver's character i loved was seeing him as a director um and that he's like just just seeing seeing that creativity i think was really kind of fun because I feel like that role is typically like if, if there's a, a character in a movie that's a director or, or mm-hmm. whatever, they're usually like kind of tyrannical and yeah. uh, annoying villainous in different ways. And he was very like down to earth and yeah. um, enjoyable as a person. Right. Sort of refreshing to see him that One way. One of my favorite parts early on was, uh, I think they just got home from the performance of the play, mm-hmm. and uh, Scarlett Johansson yes. asks him like what she think, what he thought, mm-hmm. and he gives her this note, and he mentions kind of offhand about how like she, he knows that she's incapable of crying on stage, mm-hmm. yes. and uh, like right after that, like. She goes to bed and she just says like good night and then like immediately as she's out of sight she just starts crying. Right. And that just kind of blew me away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In adding to that like he she she gets him to give her the note. Like he's cuz she's like I can tell you want to give me a note. Do you, yeah. you want to give me a note or whatever. And then like yeah, just uh, and the notes that he's giving her aren't really like asshole things to say. Right. right. It's just like he's doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. 
Um, <laughs> and also, um, this is, <laughs> uh, the scene where, um, I can't remember where it was, but where, uh, she's, uh, she's like, well, what do you think of the pilot? And then he's like, I don't watch TV. And then she just looks at the TV and it's, yeah. Boy, it's all Yeah, on. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> just so good. Like the comedic beats just feel so organic and, and just, it it's so great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, The kid pooping. <laughs> Did you guys ever have constipation issues like that kid? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, me neither. But I've heard about it before mm-hmm. from a, yeah. yeah. Ben, you're strangely uh, silent. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> trying to uh, see, remember exactly, because I know like Scarlett Johansson like gives him rewards for yes doing it, and mm-hmm. that brought back some uh, Vietnam style flashbacks <laughs> to me and potty training with mm. my four year old. It was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another thing that I loved about the movie was the way that she like it like I said it's it's a family unit that has been split in half and like you see all of the just fun things that she does with him and then you see like Adam Driver trying to yeah. do that like with the Halloween stuff and everything but he's he can't compete with her and it's not even necessarily that he's trying to compete he's just trying to spend time with his son um, and it sucks that like the time with the son is going to find a lawyer. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. even though one of them has a pretty cool cat. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, I love Alan Alda, by the way, just yeah, to say that. Just great. Um, yeah. Uh, have we talked to this movie yet? Is there anything else? Any, any other things you guys want to talk about or should we kind of round out the review? I'd be good wrapping it up here. I think. Okay. Yeah. Ben. Sure. Good. Okay. All right. Well, so I haven't checked to see what the cat's name is, but it's a cute cat. It's in the, um, okay. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be bringing this movie up in our year in review episode. Honestly, it, I feel like it is locked in place and I don't know that it is going to be moved from the very specific, uh, place that I have it on my list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you'll love it. Love it. Um, Ben, since you've seen a few, uh, Noah Baumbach movies of those three that you watch, which one would you prefer the most? Cause I'm going to want to check out marriage story. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the squid and the whale. Okay. I will um, check that out. like I said, I can, I can understand why people like Francis Aha a lot. There's definitely mm. a lot of good things about it, but, um, uh, I, I just was too distracted or too tired mm. or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's Greta Gerwig. She's mm. awesome. She's, She's awesome. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So closing thoughts on marriage story. Um, uh, what did you guys rate it on Letterboxd? I gave it a four and a half. Nice. Um, Same. yeah, nice. I gave it a, uh, five star review. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, yeah, I thought about it, but, I didn't because there's another movie that is at my number one and I don't see it moving and I gave it five. So uh, okay. it's one of those, th- I don't know. I, f- I feel weird ranking movie or yeah. giving ratings to movies like that. Cause I feel like I have to justify it. Yeah. I, I, I totally know. get what you mean. Um, that movie that <laughs> was that, is that five stars out of 
a total of 1,917. <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's not um, very good then. It's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, Marriage Story is, that's, that's a top fiver for I, the year. I could see giving it five stars. Yeah. I, I don't, oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I wrestled I, with yeah. it. It's, uh, I'm trying to think of something where I could like deduct a point. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I can't, like, like I said, the part with the social worker, I feel like that kind of took me out of the movie. I thought that was a weird choice, yeah. but but it was still basically entertaining to, it was still entertaining as yeah. fuck, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and what did you guys think of Adam Driver? Like, we didn't touch on this per se, but the karaoke or this the song that he performed, he can sing, man. He can. Yeah. He had a great yeah. voice. And to your point, Ben, about that being his his scene equivalent to monologue scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is that is absolutely right on right on the money because that that's who he is like he is a creative like he is married to his theater company and his the, his art and him doing that is his release of it and everything whereas Scarjo doesn't really have a voice and now she has a voice and now she's talking right and I I don't know a whole lot about the songs but. <clears throat> From what I've read, I think they're from the same play, the same musical. It's a oh, Sondheim, because she has a scene hmm. where she sings something with, I think, her sister. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And I I think, I don't know, I need to do some research, but I mm-hmm. think they're from the same musical. Interesting. Okay. okay. Nice. But yeah, this is going to be in the top five, maybe top three for the year. Nice. I, you guys want to make any Oscar predictions for it? I I love this movie so much that I want it to sweep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, we still have a few weeks left, so they could rush out Green Book Two, um, <laughs> back to Alabama or wherever it was going. Um, still haven't seen that. So the, oh, don't 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 see it. Yeah, just just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Tiny. I mean, it won Best Picture, so you kind of have to. I know. I know. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see both actors nominated um any of the supporters being nominated would be mm, yeah. great um noah bomback for directing and writing mm-hmm. and then best picture definitely should, screenplay mm-hmm. screenplay yeah. i think it's got a shot at original screenplay I, yeah I don't, uh, yeah probably have to give me some more time to think of other nominees right but, right um it's it's a great screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be a nominee for best picture. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think oh, so too. Um, I think I mean I hope it wins a few oh, not just nominations. I I hope it's that yeah. good. Mm-hmm. This uh, again, this is a big year. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, animated movies nothing like there's it's a crapshoot. Is it <laughs> really? Yeah, it's it's not. I so people behind the curtain in the IFJ thing they were talking about uh the um so this is so stupid they were talking about um what is it uh oh my god what am i saying uh they were talking about the lack of animated movies and one of the members said like well we have a week can someone uh make a, an award worthy animated movie so i drew a stick figure <laughs> of a person <laughs> waving and <laughs> put a cover a cover on it that said waves too uh, a mad hurt joint and i turned it into a gif and they did not respond to it oh my that's a bummer <laughs> that's fine um but, but yeah i was just like waves too um yeah uh yeah, I think that'll do it for this review. Are we yeah. good? Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, look forward to our uh, very lengthy report that we're going to be submitting to the Senate or Congress or whoever submitted. <laughs> the whatever. Academy. The Academy, yes. The Academy. The, there you go. Nice. Uh, shall we do a quick lightning potpourri? Yeah. Are you guys good? Yeah. Sure, cool with that. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Ooh, this is exciting. All right, so we're going to do a round of potpourri, which is a section of the podcast where we talk about things we're looking forward to, things we watch, everything, uh, anything we want, as long as it smells good. And that reminds me, before we get to that, <laughs> there was a really stupid uh, Twitter kind of trend or meme or whatever that was like uh side by side pictures of like two like a man and woman in in amorous pose and then uh the left side was like that a picture of the poster for the irishman or whatever it was like name some say something that you can um <laughs> say something that you uh what's something that you can say during sex while and also while watching the irishman <laughs> and that's turned into a lot of different yeah. uh variations and stuff but i posted um <laughs> this is so dumb what's something you can say during sex but also while listening to the obsessive viewer podcast <laughs> and i i'll just i'll go ahead and say it i said here's what i came up with Get to the point already. <laughs> this is way too long. Stop talking about your cat. <laughs> I, I'm going to amend this because I've thought of better wording, but we just need potpourri. <laughs> stop stuttering <laughs> and stop asking me to pay you for this. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. Yeah. And then a uh, friend of the show, Robert in Utah <laughs> replied with, uh, also it's just a little baby. <laughs> oh my <Boy>. God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I did a bonus, uh, a bonus anthology edition that was like, why am I doing this by myself? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so having said that, That's good. <laughs> So having said that, we're going to go into potpourri. Um, do you, who wants to get us kicked off? Ben, since you're the guest, you can start. Oh, first. Kick us off. Um, I can do a quick uh, Apple TV update. Nice. Uh, I'm sure everyone has been on pins and needles mm. waiting for that. I kind of uh, am because I, I don't have Apple TV yet. and I You don't want it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, still not really worth the price of admission. Okay. Uh, although... Do you have any new Apple devices? No. Okay. I I only have it because I got a new iPhone before it launched. Okay. And so I got a year free. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I would not be subscribing. Um, so last time I watched the pilots of the four kind of main mm. series. Yeah. Um, since then, I finished season one of Dickinson, mm -hmm. which I kind of liked, um, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. um, it's about Emily Dickinson starring Haley Steinfeld. Uh, it's got Jane Krakowski, uh, who is criminally underused. Mm. Um, I think when I talked about it last time, I mentioned that there's a scene in the pilot where uh, she talks to death who is played by Wiz Khalifa yeah. <laughs> and they smoke a blunt together. Wow. Uh, but I, since then, I don't know if you mentioned that he was death. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like a dream sequence. Okay. Obviously, My but, memory was just that Emily uh, Dickinson was talking to Wiz Khalifa and they were, they were getting high. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this is weird. <laughs> uh, well, uh, brace yourselves because there's a, uh, Jason Mansukis has a recurring role 
where he plays hey, man. a giant bee. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, is, I'm looking at that, and he's just credited as B. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's. I don't understand it. I don't know why they oh, had him, God. but uh, he it couldn't have taken him more than like half an hour to record <laughs> all of his lines. So, um, but anyway, it's it's kind of enjoyable. Um, nice. Uh, John Mulaney has a guest spot where he's um, uh, Henry David Thoreau. Yes. And he's he's just this like crunchy hippie who God, like that's great. Uh, uh, he kind of like mooches off of his parents while <laughs> while writing Walden. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see, what are the other ones? Um, uh, there's an M Night Shyamalan uh, series called oh, Servant. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, it's about a family hires a like living nanny to take care of their kid who's a baby, and it's revealed in the pilot that the baby actually died, uh, and the wife is grieving, and so this baby that they're taking care of is just a doll. And oh, interesting. So the mom and the uh, nanny actually kind of like play along. And the the husband is the only one who kind of treats it like a doll and doesn't hmm. give a shit. And it's, huh. I don't know, it's fine. I probably won't watch the rest of it. Interesting. Um, the cast is impressive. I mean, there's Lauren Ambrose, Toby Kebbell, Rupert Grint. That's okay. Yeah, his, his uh, guest spot was weird. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, because he's got this, like, he, I mean, he doesn't play a British person, so that's just oh, kind of interesting. jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But I mean, of course, it's a M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, series, so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be weird and it's got twists and all that. So, yeah. uh, actually, I'll spoil it. the The baby <laughs> turns out to be Baby Yoda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I have I'm to watch it now. now. Yeah. You didn't expect that uh, crossover between Apple and Disney, but um, I don't know. I I'll probably won't watch it, uh, the yeah. rest of it. Interesting. Did you watch um, any more of All Mankind, For All Mankind? Nope. Okay. Not <laughs> sure if I will. Okay. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I might if I get bored, but mm. I'm not going to get right around to it. Um, the only other one, uh, it's I think it's a... Limited series. I don't know how many episodes there will be, but it's called Truth Be Told with Octavia Spencer and Aaron Paul. Oh. Uh, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a movie. It's apparently a limited series, but I don't Hmm. know how long it's. There's three episodes out now. I don't know how many there will be. Um, But it was okay. I I probably won't watch any more of it. Okay. That's all I'll say about it. There's one other movie called Hala that uh, I don't know anything about it, but mm. I'll probably get around to it just out of curiosity. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Uh, Tiny. Uh, so I watched a limited series on Netflix um, that kind of ties in. Well, the cast ties into what we were talking about. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Unbe- that it? Unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. I'm so glad. Um, yeah. It's the series was fantastic, but nice. uh, it stars um, Merritt Weaver, who's oh, in nice. makes an appearance in uh, Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Collette, 
who's in Knives Out, and Caitlin Deaver, who's in Booksmart. Yes. Nice. Um, but, I've uh, heard rave things about her performance. Yeah, uh, all of them, actually. Nice. Uh, everyone in, in the series is just terrific. But uh, uh, it's it, it's a dark series. Um, it's about a couple of detectives who are hunting uh, a serial rapist. So obviously a very very dark uh materials and it's it's hard to watch times but um mm-hmm. it's it's just so fascinating and mm-hmm. and just the performances are amazing um Tony Collette is another one of those actresses that I could ju- we we raved about her in our knives out review oh yeah um and I stand by all that and um I and and she's also just like getting more beautiful with age which is crazy mm-hmm. um she looks incredible in this series um but yeah, Kate, Caitlin Deaver, I, I had seen her in a handful of things, actually. I've seen her in some TV shows, and mm-hmm. um, she was great in the TV show. She was in an episode or two of Justified. It was one of, like, one nice. of the first times I noticed yeah. her. She was really, really incredible in that. She, uh, I think she's on, was she on Last Man Standing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think she's what the daughter in that. Um and then uh, she really kind of came out of her shell with Booksmart, which I, mm-hmm. I loved her in that. She oh, was she was amazing, phenomenal, yes. hilarious. Um, uh, but then I, I mean, in this, I was I was really excited to see her. She she's just just heartbreaking, and just her character is just full of tragedy. Um, and and it's just it's hard to watch at times, and she just makes it. She just makes it. She makes the the character incredible. Um, and then yeah, just the the mystery itself is really really fascinating and uh um yeah i i'm I, it's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling it but okay. uh it's i highly recommend it i think it's eight episodes i think the wife and i binged it in one day <laughs> um awesome. we've been doing a lot of that mm-hmm. um but it's it's phenomenal i just just go watch it um i i really the, st- the standout for me is that because i was already big fans of i was already a big fan of tony collette i really liked caitlin deaver but i hadn't seen Merritt Weaver in a lot of things. Okay. Um, but she, so she's kind of the standout for me. I was really glad to see that she was so good in this. Um, she play, you know, there's kind of a, a dynamic between the, she, she's one of the detectives and Tony Collette is the other. And there's a semi stereotypical, I don't even know about that, but sort of, there's a stereotypical dynamic between them where they're two kind of very different kind of people. Um, which I feel like you kind of have to have with a, team of detectives in order for the story to work um but it it it's it has its own uniqueness that gives it a a fresh spin Mm -hmm. and uh it makes it really fun to watch um just go watch it it's great (laughs) it's like i said it's it's dark material and there's some stuff that's hard to watch but it's not overwhelming it's not horrendous or Okay. Or anything. Um, and it's, it's also kind of timely in the, mm-hmm. the, the Me Too era. Um, there's, and, and not in like a preachy, uber political way. It just, mm-hmm. a, just a very organic way. Uh, it kind of comes into, comes into play in the story, but it's, it's fantastic. Nice. Love it. I've also been watching, uh, Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Nick Kroll's show. It's mm, freaking awesome. hilarious. So um, good. I haven't I haven't got all the way caught up, but man, I'm just loving it. It's so funny and brilliant. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, love that show. Um, well, I shall round us out with uh so I've been watching so much stuff. I was really planning with all of the foyer consideration stuff that I've been doing mm-hmm. or been watching. Um I've been planning on doing like a massive 
probably two part episode for like the end of the year. That's just me going by going through each each movie, being like, "Oh, hey, this movie. Here's what I thought of this movie. Here's what I thought of this movie." So, really good podcast content is coming your guys' way. (laughs) Um, But let me go ahead and talk about. God, there's so many. Um, I feel like the. The, the pretty girl at the dance. Um, <laughs> no. Um, uh, let me let me go ahead and talk about. Uh, here's a connection to to marriage story. Okay. Um, let me talk about Little Women. So mm. the movie, um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig's uh, follow up to Lady Bird, which I loved. Lady Bird. Yeah. Um, Little Women is, uh, of course, based on the novel, Four Sisters Come of Age in America and the Aftermath of the Civil War. Um, it stars Sorsha. Uh, Sorsha Ronan. Emma? Emma? Emma Watson. Uh, Florence. I, I don't think Pew. I know. Pew? Yep. Is, is, that, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Now? Okay, I've been saying Florence Puh. Um, <laughs> Florence Pew. Um, Eliza Scanlon, Laura Dern, also another connection nice. there. Uh, also Meryl Streep, Timothy Chalamet. Um, the, the, um, uh, the film critic Matt Singer tweet, like shared on Letterboxd and I think tweeted this, that, uh, his, like his review of Little Women was like, I, I just have to prepare myself for the fact that in eight years, my daughter is going to be obsessed with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah oh it's, yeah it's uh just reminding myself to the fact that in like seven years my daughter is going to be fully obsessed with timothy chalamet um <laughs> so yeah um i i really liked this movie quite a bit there's some so it's not going to make my top 10 um there's some things that i i kind of it's going to come across as nitpicking but like one of the biggest things that took me out of it was the editing weirdly enough hmm. like there's some weird like just cuts where it's it's like the camera cuts from from like like right on a person and then cuts to a different angle that something happens in your brain that it makes it like oh you're noticing that we just cut to a different thing it's it doesn't flow well and like there's a scene between Emma Watson and James Norton, where they're going back and forth and they're talking. It's like every single line is just cut. Like, like the scene cuts to just fo- focusing on each one. And it's just, it's like an entire movie of that scene from Bohemian Rhapsody that was like shared around. Like, this got nominated for best editing. And it's like yeah. just cuts. And it cuts, won, cuts. I think. Oh, didn't, fuck, it didn't probably Bohemian did. Rhapsody one best may have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Anyway, um, so like that bothered me quite a bit. But and then another nitpick. As much as I I love Florence Pugh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I did see a tweet that said like uh, something something pew pew pew. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um, Florence Pugh. Um, she's, she's, I, I'm really enjoying her as an actress and I'm, I'm excited for her, uh, career and everything. Cause I think she's talented midsummer. She was amazing in, however, there's some parts in this movie that feel like it's like her character is like the bratty sister and 
it's either a failing of the um, of the writing or directing, or it's just her acting isn't the best. But it's like I couldn't buy her as this bratty person. Like she does a thing. Like there's a scene where she wants to, um, she wants to do something with uh, Saoirse Ronan's character, but she's not allowed to go. Um, so she does something in retaliation, and it just seems just really like the movie does not show us the, um the steps that she took mentally to get to that point. Like it's, it's a completely disproportionate response to not being able to go with her sister somewhere, but it's also just really kind of underdeveloped. But aside from that, the movie is really, really well done. Um, I haven't read little women. Um, but like the extent of my knowledge of little women is what's spoiled in that one episode of friends where Joey and Rachel, read little women in the shining but um it was it was really good i i think i like ladybird a lot better but um but this is still really good there are a couple of scenes that just kind of gutted me a little bit like there's a scene between timothy chalamet and saoirse ronan where it's kind of like their their dynamic comes to a head and like the dialogue and the scene and the reasoning, the logic between, between them that's described as like why they can't be together or whatever is just like perfect. And it's cut really weird and awkwardly, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it, uh, it's, it's very effective. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, won't make my top 10 or anything, but, uh, little women, uh, little women gets a little recommend I recommend it. It's good. Um, so yeah. Um, and I think that'll about do it. Ben, yeah. you have anything more? Anything else, Tiny? No, that's it. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I think I have on the books another recording with Fekus in a couple of days. We're going to be talking about Ford v. Ferrari, Dawn of Breaks. Um, so <laughs> uh, look forward to that. <laughs> And then hopefully next week we'll also have a special bonus episode um, that will it's it's going to be a big time for us because not to not to show my hand but it's going to be releasing this episode is going to be releasing the episode that I'm pimping up right now is going to be releasing on the day that Star Wars comes out Ooh. it's going to be our review of cats oh my god uh, <laughs> can't wait uh, this Christmas you will believe oh my god. Um, which is literally the tagline, and I have no fucking idea what we're supposed to believe. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so look forward to that, and we're gonna we're winding down. Christmas is almost here. Twenty twenty is almost here, and uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you Ben for for coming on the show again and for contributing and uh, to the website and everything. What uh, have you written lately? Uh, what was the last one I did? Um, climax. I don't think we achieved climax. Oh boy. On this God site. damn it! I'm oh so sorry. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> um, no, but, no, no. That was uh, because I I wrote that one like the day before Thanksgiving or something. Oh, okay. Uh, it might have been Frozen too. I think it was. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Not much more to say about that. Right. <laughs> but you can go to obsessiveviewer.com and read it. That's what I was fishing for. <laughs> um, and where can we find you online in your photography and everything? Uh, Instagram at Ben Sears Photo. 
uh, and Ben Sears Film. Uh, Facebook, also Ben Sears Photography. Um, I think that's everything. Nice. Uh, Letterboxd, Ben Sears. Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, thank you once again. And uh, thank you also for paying us and everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. And uh, have a good one, I guess. Or see you next time. That's what I say. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. One final thing about Frozen. Um, I just, I imagine, like, there, there's some sketch that needs to be written or something that's a bunch of, like, got, like, bros, hashtag broing out, if you will. Sure. Um talking like talking about disney princesses because because i just like in my head i just imagine one person saying like (laughs) hang on saying that man that elsa she's a real ice queen damn it (laughs) Uh, well it was nice knowing you ben i uh Okay. Just imagine Wrap this up, yeah. all those years <laughs> back to kindergarten. You met me. Yep. <laughs> if you had not met me, you wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> oh god. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to obsessiveviewer.com/ovarchive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny and follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike white. That's me at R a Fekis and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, 
Check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loud Like from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty!